Welcome to Sound Prince Audio Magazine, a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind. Sound Prince is underwritten by the American Printing House for the Blind and the Louisville Downtown Lions Club. I'm Carla Rushevel. I'm your host for this week's magazine. Welcome to Sound Prince for the week of October 3, 2021. The following events will be held on the KCB Zoom line and are open to all who wish to attend. Join from your computer, cell phone, or landline by calling 669-900-6833 and entering the code 862-9889-6972 or join through the Zoom link found in the event announcement on our email list. The Greater Louisville Council of the Blind Roundabout happens each Friday from 7.30 to 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time and everyone is welcome regardless of where you live. If you need to borrow a bingo board in Braille or large print for our bingos each month or for more information about Roundabout, give us a call at 502-895-4598 and we'll try to help. The Greater Louisville Council of the Blind Board Meeting is scheduled at 11 a.m. on the second Saturday of the month. This month, that's October 9. The meeting is open and everyone is welcome. The Kentucky Council of Citizens with Low Vision will hold its bi-monthly board meeting on Tuesday, October 5 at 8 p.m. and its Low Vision Support Group meetings of the month on Wednesday, October 6 and Wednesday, October 20, both at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. The October meetings for the KCB Next Generation are on Thursday, October 13 and Thursday, October 27 at 8 p.m. The Support Alliance of the Visually Impaired, SAVVY, in Owensboro will hold its membership meeting on Zoom from 1 to 3 p.m. Central Time. For more information about SAVVY and their meetings, call Cheryl Lott, SAVVY President, at 270-686-8689. Tri-State Library users normally meets on the third Saturday of the month but its meeting has been moved to Saturday, October 23, to avoid a conflict with the 75th reunion of the KSB Alumni Association. The Tri-State meeting will be at 11 a.m. on the 23rd. The October KCB Board of Directors meeting is on Monday, October 18 at 8 p.m., and the Guide Dog Users of Kentuckyana will meet on Monday, October 25 at 7 p.m. And finally, ACB Families will present a program on Sunday, October 17 at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Watch our email list for more details on all of these activities. For a complete calendar of events sponsored by the Kentucky Council of the Blind and its chapters, visit our website at www.kentucky-acb.org and follow the events link. The Northern Kentucky Council of the Blind elected new officers at its September membership meeting. They are President Terry Olandes from Cincinnati, Ohio, Vice President Shirley Kane from Bellevue, Kentucky, Secretary Mary Ann Donnellan from Fort Thomas, Kentucky, and Treasurer Kenny Woodall from Felicity, Ohio. The October NKCB meeting is at 7 p.m. on October 13. The dial-in number is 
475-4700 and the code is 155619. Join ACB Lions for our regularly monthly conference call. This provides all Lions and those interested in Lionism an opportunity to learn about what ACB Lions is working on and share what our local clubs are doing. Join the call by dialing 312-626-6799 and entering the code 842-3825-0700. If you need the passcode, it is 172616. This past week, the Kentucky Council of the Blind Convention Planning Committee issued the following invitation. KCB 2021 Convention Invitation to Exhibit or Sponsor KCB, Turn Your Radio On From the Kentucky Council of the Blind 48th Annual Conference and Convention November 18-20, 2021 The 2021 Kentucky Council of the Blind Virtual Conference and Convention will be held November 18-20 to on the Zoom platform and on ACB Media Heard on all Alexa devices, on the computer at acbmedia.org, and on any telephone by dialing 518-906-1820. Our virtual exhibit and sponsorship opportunities are the perfect way for large and small businesses, agencies, service providers, nonprofit organizations, and even individuals to let listeners from across Kentucky and around the nation know about their products and services. KCB convention attendees are interested in Braille, audio, low vision products, technology, resources and services for people with vision loss, crafts and jewelry, and gift ideas. They want to know about training, health programs, education and library programs, and much more. Our 2021 convention exhibits are 15 and 30 minute live presentations that will be part of our convention programming on ACB Media and Zoom. The convention will be recorded and exhibit presentations will be posted on our website and included in a future edition of Soundprints. KCB's audio magazine that is broadcast several times each week on ACB Media One, formerly ACB Radio Mainstream. Soundprints is available as a podcast on the Victor Reader Stream and through the iTunes Store and is distributed on audio CD. As a 2021 KCB Convention Exhibitor, your live presentation will be included in our real-time programming. Plan your presentation in advance. Describe and or demo your products and answer audience questions in real time. Our Zoom host will call on attendees who have questions and will provide a time check. All exhibitors will be required to complete a sound check with convention planners at least one day before the convention begins. Sound checks are essential in order to ensure a high quality listening experience for attendees. Exhibitors who do not complete a sound check prior to the convention will not be permitted to exhibit. Convention planners will consider your presentation time preferences as much as possible when scheduling exhibits. You will be required to join the Zoom event 15 minutes in advance of your scheduled exhibit time. Exhibitors who fail to appear 
for their exhibit will not be rescheduled. Exhibit fees are $25 for a 15-minute presentation or $50 for a 30-minute presentation. Exhibit program spaces are limited and are available on a first-come, first-served basis. Conference sponsorships. You are invited to become a conference sponsor. There's a sponsorship to fit every budget. Sponsors at the $100 level and above will receive a free presentation space. They will also be listed on the KCB website, www.kentucky-acb.org, and the KCB News email list as they are received. All sponsors will be acknowledged at events throughout the weekend and on Soundprints. 2021 sponsorship levels are Station Manager, $1,000 Disc Jockey, $500 Newscaster, $300 Engineer, $200 Antenna, $100 Speaker, $50 Transistor, $25 and Battery, $10 Door Prize and Auction Donations Exhibitors, Sponsors, Chapters, and Individuals will also be recognized during the convention when they contribute door prizes and auction items. Door prizes donated by exhibitors will be awarded early in the convention to encourage attendees to listen to the donor's presentation. The annual KCB auction will take place on Friday evening, November 19. It will be broadcast on ACB Media. Bidding will take place on the Zoom platform, and participants from throughout the country will be welcome. Donors will be prominently recognized both in the pre-auction publicity and during the auction when their items come up for bid. Registration Details Register today as an exhibitor and or sponsor by using your credit card and calling the Kentucky Council of the Blind at 502-895-4598. You are also welcome to register as an attendee. Pre-registration by November 4 is $20 and registration after that date is $30. For more information, call the Kentucky Council of the Blind at 502-895-4598 or email us at kcb at kentucky-acb.org. The Kentucky School for the Blind Alumni Association will hold its 75th reunion virtually on Saturday, October 16. Listen on page 2 to find out what's going on and how anyone anywhere can participate. Page 3 contains news from around the internet. Learn about shortwave radio today. You only thought it had disappeared. Find out how scammers are constantly trying to harass you with telephone calls and meet the voice of Siri. We hope you enjoy Semprints this week and that you'll come back next week for more news and information from the Kentucky Council of the Blind. Page 2 KSB Alumni Association 75th Annual Conference and Reunion October 16, 2021 Major Sponsor, Louisville Downtown Lions Club. It's time for the 2021 KSB Alumni Conference and Reunion, and you are invited to attend. Because of the rapid spread of the coronavirus, this year's reunion will be virtual. No need to arrange transportation to Louisville, 
or spend money for food or a hotel room. Just use your computer, landline, or cell phone to dial into our Zoom call or listen to the broadcast on Michael and Angie McCarty's internet radio station, The Radio Storm. What's happening? The 75th Alumni Reunion will begin on Saturday, October 16, at 11 a.m. with music from the past by KSB alumni and staff playing on the Radio Storm. Alumni President Adam Rushville will officially open the reunion on Zoom and the Radio Storm at noon. A special tribute to Cloyd Oaks, coordinated by alumni board member Kenny Jones, will begin at 12.15. Mr. Oaks passed away in February after an extended illness. He served as Assistant Superintendent of Residential Services at KSB for many years, and he touched the lives of hundreds of students at the school. We invite all of you to be on the Zoom call to share your memories and stories about Mr. Oaks. The memorial service will be conducted by Alumni Secretary Deanna Scoggins at 1 p.m. Share memories of KSB alumni, staff, and family who have passed away since our virtual service in July of 2020. On our list this year are KSB alumni Linda Beckman, Dennis Franklin, Randall Haycraft, Dan McCarthy, Helen Alcott, Jody Smith, Leonard Butch Watkins, and Leslie Williams. KSB staff Ann Crawford, Diane Foster, and Susan Silverthorne. And family members Vivian Albrechtson's father, Donna Bouquet's mother, David Haddle's mother, Larry Mann's son, and Melanie Pesco's brother, mother, and mother-in-law. Let us know if there are other names that should be added to this list. Learn about alumni activities and projects at the 2021 business meeting at 2.30. At 3.15, KSB principal Peggy Sinclair Morris will share news about the last school year and what's planned for 2021-22. At 3.45, Michael Hudson director of the museum at the American Printing House for the Blind, will bring exciting news of discoveries and preservation of the KSB Alumni Association archives. At 4.30, we invite you to share your alumni reunion stories, the funniest, the saddest, the most unusual, your first or favorite reunion. The Virtual Banquet The Virtual 75 Jubilee Banquet will begin at 6 p.m., Gary Mudd, retired vice president of the American Printing House for the Blind and 1971 KSB graduate, will be our speaker. Since we did not hold a reunion last year, we will recognize the classes of 2010 and 2011, 1995 and 96, 1970 and 71, 1960 and 61, 1950 and 51, and 1945 and 1946 at the banquet. 2010 and 2011 graduates who register for the reunion and attend the banquet on Zoom will receive a special 10-year commemorative gift. Members of the 96, 95, 71, 70, 61, 60, 51, 50, 46 and 45 classes 
who register and attend the banquet on Zoom will receive their alumni pins. If you attended KSB but graduated from your local public school in one of the special years listed above, you may be eligible to receive an alumni pin. Contact us at 502-897-1472 by October 10 for more information. How to Participate The 2021 Alumni Reunion is just a phone call away. When you register, you will receive a Zoom link and dial in information that you can use from your computer, cell phone, or landline to attend the reunion. You will be able to make comments and ask questions, almost as if you were at the hotel in person. If you are a member of one of our special classes, you will need to attend the banquet by Zoom in order to receive your tenure gift or alumni pin. The reunion will also be streamed live on the Radio Storm, Michael and Angie McCarty's internet radio station. Listen on the web at www.theradiostorm.com or on your Echo device by saying, Alexa, listen to the Radio Storm from TuneIn. The broadcast will begin at 11 a.m. and continue until the banquet is over. If you need help connecting to the Zoom call, please let us know by October 13. We will try to pair you up with someone who can three-way you into the call. KSB Alumni Treasures Every year the alumni issues a limited edition treasures collection. This year's collection will be a keepsake that will capture highlights from this 75th reunion. Every $25, $50, and $100 sponsor will receive a copy of the 2021 Alumni Treasures on their choice of a red and white 32GB KSB Alumni Association flash drive or a 32GB SD card. Support the Alumni For the past three years, as part of the KSB commencement ceremonies, each senior graduating from the school has received a KSB alumni backpack containing several gifts. The total value of each student's package is approximately $150. The project has received rave reviews from students and staff. The conference and reunion is more costly than when we met at KSB. Cost of mailings, including printing and supplies, has greatly increased over the years, and even this virtual reunion is an expensive event. Finally, we continue to work toward an online archive of KSB photos, audio, video, and documents. This will help to better preserve our past. Here are ways you can support the alumni. 1. Win cash. Enter our 50-50 drawing. There will be three lucky winners, and you don't have to be present to win. Entries are $10 each. Purchase them when you register or at any time before the opening of the 75 Jubilee Banquet at 6 p.m. on Reunion Day. We'll fill your entries out and drop them in the hat for you. Winners will be drawn at the banquet. Congratulations to the 2019 winners 
First place, Patty Cox, Louisville, $111.25. Second place, Dorothy Gaw, North Carolina, $67.75. And third place, David Bray, Louisville, $47.50. Two, special reunion sponsors. Whether you can attend the reunion or not, you can be a 2021 sponsor. Be a bronze, $10, silver, $25, gold, $50, or platinum, $100 sponsor. Silver, gold, and platinum sponsors receive a red and white 32GB alumni flash drive or a 32GB SD card containing the 2021 Alumni Treasures Collection. All sponsors will be recognized at the 75 Jubilee Banquet. 3. Honor someone special. For $100, you can honor a special school friend, staff member, or friend of the alumni by having his or her name engraved on the alumni plaque. See below for a list of names currently included. You can also make a donation of any amount to the alumni in honor or memory of a special someone. This is a great way to remember those who have passed away or to let those who are with us know how much we appreciate them. Note, all contributions to the KSB Alumni Association are tax deductible. Register and win. Plan to register whether you attend one event or the entire day. Everyone who registers is automatically entered in our Easy Money Jackpots and door prize drawings. 1. Register by October 13 and be entered in the Early Bird Jackpot. The winner will be drawn during the official opening of the reunion at noon on Saturday, October 16. 2. Register on Thursday, Friday, or Saturday, October 14, 15, or 16, and have a chance to win the Easy Money Jackpot to be drawn at the 75 Jubilee Banquet. All early birds will also be entered in this jackpot. 3. Register to be eligible to win cash, gift cards, and other great door prizes. Register by phone using your credit or debit card. See the enclosed form for complete instructions. Door Prizes Donations of door prizes are much appreciated. All door prizes must be in new or unused condition. Gift cards and cash make great prizes because they can be easily mailed. To make arrangements to donate door prizes, please call Carla Rushevel at 502-897-1472. All door prize donors will be acknowledged when their prizes are awarded. Our special classes, the 10, 25, 50, 60, 70, and 75-year classes will be honored at the 75 Jubilee Banquet. They are 2011, Blake Michael Booty, Jonathan Clayton Cord, Brandon James Dunn, Brandon Earl Grigsby, Samantha Michelle Hubbard, Savannah Nicole Sanders, Brianna Martin White, Christopher Allen Ziegler, 2010, Marissa Page Chambers, Jason Dwayne Earls, Jessica Dawn Martin, Dalton Parker Novins, 
Tiffany May Patrick, Benjamin Richard Small, Matthew Lewis Sparks, Thomas Albert Zwick, 1996, Vivian Francis Eyre, Christopher Lanny Brooks, Sean Daniel Childers, Frank Matthew Collins, Benjamin S. Eldridge, Jason Michael Keaton, Michael Benjamin Kelly, Bradley Jean Mann, Jane Patricia McCombs, Thomas Wayne Minton, Ryan Nathaniel Nelson, Julie Ann Robinson, David Wayne Shoemaker, Tracy Denise Smith, 1995, Jason Edward Abrams, Tabitha Sue Barnes, Farmer K. Brock, Shannon Grant Caldwell, Mitzi Maria Haney, Paula R. Hester, David Ritchie Hoskins, Melissa Faye Jeffries, Samuel Eli Lucas, Stephen Lee Meredith, Arlene Owens, James Shacklett, Jr., Kenneth Danielle Shake, Christopher Alex Simpson, Kevin Smith, Matthew D. Sorrell, David Shannon Stacy, Howard Dale Stinson III, Judith Marie Parton, Kelly Corinne Phelps Jeffrey, 1971, Bonnie Adams, Howard Carr, Ronald Cook, Barry Cooper, Jerry Deaton, Larry Lord, Gary Mudd, Virgil Ritchie, Felix Turner, Ronald Williams, Eugene Willis, 1970, Renee Jackson, Larry Allen Jarvis, Diane Jennings, Raymond Charles Caton, Jr., Mary Lou Lacefield, Teddy David Lyle, Cassandra Jean Teresa Mayer, Robert Lee Osley, 1961, Patrick Martin Mayercheck, 1960, No Graduates, 1951, Jesse Dahl Brown, Curtis Crum, Beverly Jean DeMall, Robert M. Johnson, Oral Miller, 1950, Anna Sue Cochran, Herman Davis, Bert Ellis, Arthur Johnson, Leland Tom Lutz, Joanna Pennington, Jack Perry, Rufina Randalls, 1946, Avery Dotson, Lemuel Hyatt, Lucy Moore, Hilda Faye Smith, Royce Richardson, Minnie Mae Scott, 1945, Ernest T. Bourne, Roy K. Brooks, Nanny Lee Kessinger, Thelma J. Ritchie, Leslie B. Williams. Alumni plaques. There are currently 80 names engraved on the alumni plaques. The following names have been placed on the plaques by individual donors as a way to honor living persons or memorialize those who are no longer with us. They are arranged in alphabetical order for easy reference. Jesse Melton Allen, Bernadine K. Baker, Joan Ballot, J.J. Barton, Patsy Sexton Barton, Woodrow Bates, Dan Begley, Ernest Bourne, Margaret Bourne, 
Imogene Bradley, Daryl Buford, Anna Rose Kane, Jerry Cameron, Claudia Dotson Case, Manus Castle, James Clifford, Charles E. Ned Cox, Curtis Crum, Hubert Davis, Jr., Richard Davis, Roger Herman Davis, Avery Dotson, James Carl Dotson, Jane McHenry Dotson, Lula Dotson, Otis Eads, Barbara Evans, Will D. Evans, Carol Fry, Friends of Dialysis Patients, Friends of Stroke Victims, Jack L. Gerhardt, Roy Haynes, Kenneth Howard, Linda Huffman, David Hume, Arthur H. Johnson, Robert Bobby Johnson, Louise Kimbrough, Joseph Kuswara, Linda Kuswara, Bradley Mann, Russ Maple, Richmond Marcy, Charles McCullough, Marie McCullough, William Moots, Betty Green Nicely, Norma Nichols, Dorothy Nolan, Cloyd T. Oakes, Martha Parker, Paula Penrod, Shauna Perry, Edmund Phillips, Mary Hall Randalls, Rufina Randalls, S.J. Ritchie, Rick Ricks, Edith Reese, John Roberts, Alma Robinson, Ben Robinson, Trimble Runyon, James Scoggins, Sue Scoggins, Tom Scoggins, James F. Shaw, Alan Steinberg, Hugh Stogner, Beverly Thompson, Jack White, Jimmy Whitehouse, Julia Whitmer, Eric Wilkerson, Tabitha Wilkerson, Lucy Williams, Eugene Willis, Paul Edison Womack, and Laura Lee Wright. Registration Form and Schedule 2021 Alumni Conference and Reunion Call Alumni Treasurer Carla Rushevel at 502-897-1472 to register by phone using your credit or debit card. Register by October 13 in order for your name to be entered in the special Early Bird Jackpot. The information on this page will be needed. Name, address, city-state zip, telephone, email, registration, $10 per person, 50-50 drawing entries, $10 each, bronze sponsor, $10, silver sponsor, $25, gold sponsor, $50, platinum sponsor, $100, alumni plaque, $100 per name, memorial donation, any amount. Let us know if you will contribute a door prize. Schedule, 11 a.m. pre-reunion music on the radio storm. 11.45 a.m. Zoom room opens. 12 p.m. Welcome and announcements. Adam Rushevel, President. 12.15 p.m. Cloyd Oaks, Tribute and Memories. Kenny Jones, Board Member. 1 p.m. Memorial Service, Deanna Scoggins, Secretary. 2.30 p.m. 2021 Alumni Business Meeting. 3.15 p.m. KSB in Review, Peggy Sinclair Morris, KSB Principal. 3.45 p.m. Our Amazing KSB History, 
Michael Hudson, Director, APH Museum. 4.30 p.m., Reunion Memories. 6 p.m., 75 Jubilee Banquet. Gary Mudd, Speaker, Class of 1971. Pen Presentations, Sponsor Recognitions, and 50-50 and Door Prize Drawings. This concludes the reading of the information for the virtual 2021 KSB Alumni Association 75th Annual Conference and Reunion. The alumni address is KSB Alumni Association, 148 Vernon Avenue, Louisville, Kentucky, 40206. The telephone number is 502-897-1472. Page 3, Around the Internet. Here are some articles that have been posted in the last couple of weeks on ACB Conversation and other email lists. We thought you might enjoy them. The first is Shortwave Radio's Keep Up With Tech. There's still lots to listen to and new ways to do it. By James Careless. Published September 10, 2021. Surprise! Shortwave radio as a broadcast medium is holding its own. Despite the intrusion of the Internet, transmission cutbacks by major broadcasters such as the BBC World Service and Voice of America, and abandonment of the SW bands by other state-owned broadcasters. Meanwhile, the ways in which people listen to shortwave radio transmissions are evolving because shortwave receiver manufacturers are keeping up with the technological times. Staying alive. There is no doubt that the variety of stations on the shortwave bands has declined due to the end of the Cold War, the propaganda war of which drove the medium in the 1950s and 60s and the emergence of the Internet. Nevertheless, quote, even with many stations that are long gone, there is still quite a lot to listen to. On the shortwave radio bands, said Giles, G-I-L-L-E-S, Letourneau, L-E-T-O-U-R-N-E-A-U, host of the official shortwave channel on YouTube, 25,600 subscribers, and editor of the CIDX Messenger Magazine column, World of Utilities. You have stations like Radio Romania, Voice of Turkey, Radio Prague, Radio Slovakia, and Radio Tirana, Albania, while WRMI in Miami has popular listener-created programs like Voice of the Report of the Week, he said. The big broadcasters are there as well, but they don't target North America anymore. Still, I get my share of BBC World Service Radio France International, Voice of America, and Vatican Radio, mostly targeting Africa, Middle East, and Asia, but still listenable here at certain times of the day. There's still a lot to listen to, said Jeff White, WRMI's General Manager and Chairman of the High Frequency Coordination Conference. Most of the stations that have left shortwave, he said, are government-owned or operated services like Radio Canada International, Channel Africa, Radio Portugal, The Voice of Russia, and Radio Australia. 
but others remain on the air with reduced services, languages, or target areas, including the VOA, Radio Deutsche Welle, Voice of Germany, Radio France International, Radio Exterior de España, and All India Radio. Others are operating at near-normal levels, such as Radio Japan, Radio Korea, Radio Romania International, Radio Havana Cuba, The Voice of Turkey, Radio Taiwan International, and many more, White continued. Some stations don't use shortwave transmitters in their own country, but they use overseas relays, including Radio Prague International, Radio Slovakia International, RAE Argentina to the World, and Radio Tirana. Further, many former government-owned shortwave transmitter sites, such as Radio Netherlands in Madagascar, and sites formerly operated by the BBC, Radio France International, and Deutsche Welle sites, have been privatized and are selling airtime to private, religious, commercial, and cultural broadcasters. The SW bands are still alive with content. Software-defined radios. Technologically speaking, the big trend in SW radio receivers is the ongoing move to software-defined radios. SDRs harness the processing power of personal computers to perform the majority of their tuning, visual display, and audio reproduction features. All that is added is a piece of plug-in hardware that contains the specific radio receiver hardware and a connection to an outboard antenna of the user's choice. Because SDRs leverage the power of users' computers, they can do much more than conventional standalone SW radio receivers and at a much lower price. Software-defined receivers have had a really big impact on the shortwave listening hobby, said Letourneau. A $200 SDR can rival a much more expensive tabletop receiver in performance, add the flexibility of viewing a large bandwidth of frequencies in real time on your computer screen, and it all adds to the experience of listening. You can see where a signal has popped up and just click to listen in. White agrees. I think SWSDRs are a major trend that seem to be growing every year. Since most people have personal computers nowadays, it's a more practical option and at a quite reasonable cost. As well, SDRs have made dozens of remote control online SDRs possible worldwide, enabling listeners to tune shortwave receivers halfway around the world on their PCs or telephones and hear shortwave stations that they can't normally hear in their own area. Like standalone shortwave receivers, the shortwave SDR market offers a range of models to choose from at various price points. These can be something as compact as a USB-based radio on a dongle to a more self-sufficient Kiwi Web SDR that is not 
only a wideband receiver, but also has a Linux-based backbone processor called the BeagleBone, which is very similar to the Raspberry Pi, said Colin Newell, editor-creator of the DXER.ca website. Not only is the Kiwi a 10 kilohertz to 30 megahertz radio, but it is also remotely accessible and controllable on the Internet. There can be as many as eight listeners tuning it remotely, so it is virtually eight radios in one. Meanwhile, the Perseus line, P-E-R-S-E-U-S line, of SDRs can actually capture and record large swaths of the SW radio spectrum at a time. Much like the VCRs of old, Spectrum Capture now affords the recording of the entire radio spectrum over time for later listening and uncovering the exotic targets, Newell said. SDRs can also provide active noise canceling to eliminate problems with local noise sources from electronics and support co-channel canceling to receive a weaker station completely overlapped and buried under another stronger station. The price of entry-level SDRs can be ridiculously low. For instance, the RTL SDR Blog 3 radio on a dongle is a credible SDR SW receiver and costs $25. Carl Lofer, L-A-U-F-E-R, owner of the company, says... The RTL SDR Blog V3 is one of the cheapest yet most versatile SDRs on the market. At its core, it's an RTL SDR that has been heavily modified for better performance and to have additional features. One feature is the ability to easily activate in software the direct sampling mode which allows users to receive SW radio frequencies without the need for an up converter that could be required by other RTL SDRs. Granted, the received performance of direct sampling mode is nowhere near comparable to the high-end, higher-priced SDRs, but it can be a very cheap way to receive SW. Conventional radios remain popular. The SDR trend is definitely changing the way that many people listen to SW radio. Still, the complexity of these units for non-technical people, with the fact that they need to be connected to computers, have kept many SW fans tuned to standalone radios. In this area, portable SW radios are enjoying the most popularity because the computer technology that has made SDRs possible also supports the manufacture of sensitive, precise, portable radios at very affordable prices. It has never been so inexpensive to get a decent radio that will get most of what you want on the bands, said Latorno. The trend is toward DSP-based receivers because they are cheap to build and perform quite well. $100 radios today perform better than expensive radios of the past. The power of DSP and other digital technologies 
underpins Sanjian's new ATS-909X2 portable SW receiver. At $449.99, the ATS-909X2 is priced below a top-flight tabletop receiver. Yet, it does everything a tabletop receiver can do and more. The ATS-909X2 is the next generation from its predecessor, the ATS-909X, which has been Sanjian's flagship model for the past 10 years, said Vince Varsiglia, Sanjian America's sales and marketing manager. Quite a few upgrades were implemented into this new model. They include a bigger LCD screen, better reception, airband for certain regions, and 1,674 station presets with three individual memory banks. For long-distance listeners, many excellent DXing digital receivers can be purchased below this price, putting the reception of distant SW stations within the reach of most listeners. Meanwhile, many of the cheaper Chinese radios, often with analog dials, are available at popular markets in Africa and other parts of the world for as little as $3, said White. Built-in telescopic whip antennas on portable shortwave receivers are often very good now, making external antennas less essential. Shortwave portables in the collection of Giles Laterno include Texan T-E-C-S-U-N PL990X, Eaton, E-T-O-N, Grundig, G-R-U-N-D-I-G, Edition, Traveler 3, Radio Wow, R108, Texan PL680 and PL330, XH Data, D808, C-Crane, CC Skywave SSB, Eaton Grundig, Executive SSB, and Texan PL380. Some top-performing tabletop SW receivers are still being made, but only for the radio geek that can afford them, said Laterno. They can offer a slight edge in their options and flexibility, but for most people, shortwave works just fine on an inexpensive portable that is very surprisingly good in sensitivity. And for those who yearn for the elegant SW tabletops of old, thanks to the durability of this technology, many older models are still available for purchase. The retro market in radio is very big, from used tabletop models like Yesu, Y-A-E-S-U, Kenwood, ICOM, I-C-O-M, Drake, and used portables from Sony, Panasonic, and Grundig. Laterno told RW. Old tube receivers are also very in the right now, like old Halicrafters, for example. Radio sales in general, including SW radios, have seen an uptick in sales since COVID-19, said Marsaglia. Individuals working and staying at home crave some form of connection more than ever. Turning on a radio is the easiest way to connect with your favorite music, sports, news, and so much more. This article was posted by David Goldfield, 
Blindness Assistive Technology Specialist. Visit his website at www.davidgoldfield.org. This next article was also posted by David Goldfield. If you answer your phone and hear this recording, hang up immediately. Spam calls are unbelievably annoying and at times seemingly incessant. Once your number makes it onto some sort of list, the deluge of robocalls and messages from scam artists can drive anyone mad. While some spam calls are easy to screen, scam artists have grown increasingly clever when it comes to coercing you to pick up the phone. One trick they use is to call from a number that is either similar to yours or comes from the same area code. So, for instance, if your phone number is 555-315-3852, you might see a spam call on your phone from 555-315-3258. Spam calls and recordings to ignore. If you get a call from a familiar-looking number, you're more likely to believe it's legitimate. It's only human nature, after all. In these scenarios, however, there's a strong chance the number itself is fake. Scam artists use this spoofing tactic to purposefully hide the actual number they're calling from. That being the case, it's inevitable that some spam calls will go through. If you pick up the phone and you hear a recording on the other line, the FCC advises you to hang up immediately. If you're prompted to respond to a question, even if the question is, would you like to stop receiving these calls, the FCC says to hang up and not answer. The reasoning behind this guidance is twofold. For one, if you answer yes or press a number on the keypad, it signals that there's a real person on the other line. This incentivizes scammers to keep trying to scam you. It also increases the odds your number will be sold to others. Second, the FCC a few years ago said that some scammers want users to say the word yes so they can record it and use it to authorize charges to a user's credit card. Other tips to stop robocalls and potential scams. According to the FCC, there are a few tips to keep in mind to avoid falling victim to a robocall or scammer. If you answer the phone and the caller or a recording asks you to hit a button to stop getting the calls, you should hang up. Scammers often use this trick to identify potential targets. Never give out personal information such as account numbers, social security numbers, mother's maiden names, passwords, or other identifying information in response to unexpected calls or if you are at all suspicious. If you get an inquiry from someone who says they represent a company or a government agency, hang up and call the phone number on your account statement in the phone book or on the company's or government agency's website to verify the authenticity of the request. You will usually get a written statement in the mail before you get a phone call from a legitimate source, particularly if the caller is asking for a payment. 
How to Silence Spam Calls on Your iPhone If you have an iPhone and want to stop robocalls, there is a solution. Simply go to Settings, Phone, where you should then see a toggle for Silence Unknown Callers. If you turn this on, every call from an unknown number will go right to voicemail. The good news is that if it's a legitimate call, the number will still show up on your list of recent calls. Note that when this feature is turned on, the only calls that will go through are limited to numbers from your contact list, numbers that you've called previously, and numbers from Siri suggestions. And finally, we have this article entitled, Original Voice of Siri Promotes AI-Powered Web Accessibility from 9 to 5 Mac, Thursday, September 30, 2021. Susan Bennett revealed back in 2013 that she only found out by chance that she had become the original voice of Siri. She's now taking advantage of her accidental fame to promote a new approach to web usability. Bennett stars in an amusing Siri-based ad for an AI-based approach to making websites accessible to people with disabilities, such as those using screen readers. UserWay explains, Siri is a game-changer for many of the one billion people worldwide with different disabilities. Susan Bennett did an obscure voice acting job in 2005 and was surprised when she became the first voice of Siri when it was introduced by Apple in 2011. Through this experience, she came to realize how impactful technology can be for people with disabilities. Susan's next mission is to advocate for the hundreds of millions who are excluded from the Internet. That's why she has opted to do her first ever ad featuring the voice of Siri, calling for a more accessible Internet. The campaign focuses on spreading awareness about web accessibility and bringing light to the critical importance of an inclusive web. With 15% of the global population having some sort of disability and the world quickly becoming digital, web accessibility is an increasingly important issue. The UserWay campaign features Susan Bennett, the voice behind Apple's popular virtual assistant, Siri. Bennett walks through a neighborhood assisting individuals with different tasks like directions and calorie information, as Siri would. However, Bennett explains that she is limited in her ability to help people with disabilities due to inaccessible websites. The video finishes with Bennett calling on websites to make use of the UserWay AI-paired widget to create a more inclusive web. Making websites accessible can be a time-consuming process. But UserWay claims to let website owners do it by adding a single line of code. The UserWay widget uses AI to identify any accessibility issues on a website and automatically alters the site's code in real time to resolve them. 
The widget also offers various opt-in usability and accessibility enhancements like increased color contrast, text size adjustments, and an onboard screen reader. I feel honored to be included in such an important project, Susan Bennett said. UserWay is bringing light to an issue most people aren't even aware of. Being Siri made me the doorway to online services for millions of people, and I am excited to raise my unique voice and open those doors further, particularly to people with disabilities. In 2017, Bennett shared the story of how she provided Siri's first voice without knowing it. UserWay is a subscription service starting at $490 per year. The link to the article is https colon slash slash the number 9 2 to the number 5 Mac MAC dot com slash twenty twenty one slash zero nine slash three zero slash original dash voice dash of dash Siri S I R I dash web dash accessibility. If you have questions about the Kentucky Council of the Blind or you need information on resources for people with vision loss, Call us at 502-895-4598 or email us at kcb at kentucky-acb.org. Sound Prince is a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind and is heard each week on ACB Radio Mainstream at acbradio.org, Central Kentucky Radio I at radioi.org, and the KCB website at www.kentucky-acb.org. Complete schedule information is also available on the website. Sound Prince is underwritten by the Louisville Downtown Lions Club, and by the American Printing House for the Blind. This is Carla Rushable for Sound Prints. Have a great week, everybody.